Hello and welcome back to the series called Naked and Real with the Rev. Today we are going to talk about comfort by Reverend Teresa Heipel, Master Divinity with Counseling Ministry. Comfort is a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint. Comfort is also the easing or alleviation of a person's feelings of grief or distress. As I am writing this, the news is talking about the protests, riots, and the violence over the death of George Floyd. A police officer is guilty of killing this man by stepping on his neck while he was detained. George kept saying that he couldn't breathe and the police officer didn't change his tactics, so George Floyd unfortunately died. We have the right to protest and riot, but this demonstration has turned violent. Businesses have been destroyed. Fires are burning. The governor has called for the National Guard to show up and maintain peaceful demonstrations and protests. Many lives have been affected already, and more will be affected as this runs its course. We can compare this, <clears throat> excuse me, we can compare this to the death of Eric Garner, who was an unarmed black man who repeated, I can't breathe 11 times after being placed in a chokehold by a New York police officer during an arrest. There are many fires that have happened and is continuing to happen in the Twin Cities Metro. A police precinct has been burned down. The police department expected that, so they had moved a lot of things out that they needed to be able to do their work. It appears that there is a lot that needs to change with the way the police do their work during arrests and to understand that different cultures respond differently. When we tune into and realize that we are all one, then things will change. What happens to one happens to all. When one person is affected due to their business being vandalized and burned, it affects the whole community. When you burn down the businesses in your neighborhood that you normally shop when life goes on as usual, you hurt everyone in that neighborhood. Some people may not have a vehicle to get to the store. Now they have to figure out how they are going to manage their small children while they get on a bus. When the bus lines are running, they are temporarily not running due to keeping the passengers and employees safe. We that are on the outside feel helpless. I live in the Twin Cities area where this is happening, and I want to go out and offer my services, but God in the Spirit says, No, Teresa, you may get in the way of crossfire, as there have been gunshots, and you could get killed. You have a lot more life and things to get out to the world. God is not allowing me to have this kind of ministry. It is frustrating to know that that is not something we need to be, get involved in, as those of us who are clergy are taught to respond to disaster, and this is a disaster. What I have noticed is that people like to separate based on skin color. I see skin color, but I don't let that stop me from asking questions about their culture when I am in their presence, and they are never offended. We all came from God, who is spirit. I say this in a lot of my talks. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. In Jeremiah 1.5 If God knows us before we are born, and we come from God, and God is divine, 
which you would all agree with, then we are divine human beings. When we forget this, we get lost and angry and we lash out because we have this idea that we are separate. We are all in this together. It's just not the mantra of the COVID-19 pandemic. We are in this together is true. We live in the same world. <clears throat> when I was a child, our church has a special offering called Neighbors in Need. My mom and I were talking about that when I was in elementary school. I asked her, our neighbors are people that live close to us, right? She said, no, Teresa, they are the ones that live on the other side of the world. That concept as an elementary age student was foreign to me, but as I got older, it made perfect sense. Now, being theologically trained and having been a pastor myself, I can still be a pastor, but I haven't been in the pulpit for a while. I totally agree with that assessment. We have cultures from all over the world moving to the United States. Our neighbors from all over the world are now living next door. It's a wonderful time to be alive. We are seeing the milieu of people with different skin tones and their wonderful customs and food that their culture brings in. When we get to know other cultures, we realize we are all the same inside. We have thoughts, dreams, and realities that we live. When we find a commonality, then we realize that we are not alone in this world. 100 years ago, we knew our next-door neighbors, and we talked with them and helped one another out when the situation called for help. I read a story about women who would gather around a lake or a stream, and they would wash their clothes together. There was fellowship, and the women were happy. Then the invention and advent of washers and dryers came in, and then everyone stayed home to wash their clothes. It turns out that depression came upon these women because there were no more fellowship with the other women sharing a common task. We live in that society now. With the advent of all of these wonderful creations, we find ourselves more depressed, more alone in this huge world than ever before. We have the internet with high-speed connections and smartphones that will basically do your housework for you. Well, not quite, but it's coming. We get on social media and play our Facebook games and we look at our friends' walls and see all the fun things that they are doing and we become depressed. Trust me, those type of fun events don't happen that often. Your friends are putting on the highlights of their trip their family, or whatever other special occasion that is happening in their life. We have those times, too, that we can share with our friends. We want to be seen. We want and need to be known. I am not talking about being a national celebrity, but we want to be known within our own tribe. We want to know that our lives count. All lives matter. No judgment based on race or any other condition should ever happen. White is not right. Black is not bad. There are bad people in every race and culture, and there are good people in every race and culture. Just because white and right rhyme does not make it so. We all need to realize that we are all truly one. We are all humankind. We must love one another. In order to do that, we must love ourselves. Now, I am not talking about being narcissistic. I am talking about loving yourself 
so you know you are worth being here in this world at this time. All of this is happening in the midst of our global pandemic. This is happening in the midst of getting justice for George Floyd and others like him. We really need to comfort one another. Comforting one another is a very appropriate response to this situation. Like I said, we are in the midst of this global pandemic at the same time. There are people's lives being lost. We all need comfort at this time in our world's history. No one needs to be alone. As a pastor and in the pulpit, when I knew that I had older single men that may or may not have been married, I would watch out for them. Women always have their circle of friends, and they tend to be more social than some single widower men are. If they weren't at church, I would check in on them. They actually thought that was amusing. They were never mad at that. They thought it was amusing. Someone has to watch out for them, and I elected myself. In a church, everyone seems to have a particular pew that their family has sat in for years. When, for some reason, they move from their usual spot, we think that person is not in attendance. When we notice that they have moved somewhere else in the church, we wonder why they did that. Like, wait a minute, you were over there, and now you're over here. Okay, we are habitual. We have routines and ways to be. When we move from healthy to health issues, we deal with that diagnosis. When we think we are healthy and go in for an annual checkup, we are shocked to find out we have a disease that is going to be hard to eradicate at this point. Some people have pain and they take a lot of ibuprofen only to find out that they have cancer. They had no idea. By the time they find out, they are already in stage three or stage four, which is much harder to stop the cancer because it really has done a lot of damage to the body. The doctor will give you a choice as to whether or not you wish to fight this diagnosis. It's a personal choice, but realize that every choice has its own consequences. If you are young and you have a lot to live for, you will make a different decision than someone who is 80 years old with multiple health issues. They have lived their life, and while they may have a decent life if they fought the cancer, they are unwilling because they don't want to do more damage to their body. Every day is a new day to make new choices. We don't have to believe the lies that were told us as children. We don't have to believe everything our parents told us. They lied to us, not intentionally, but because they were raised in a certain way, they believe the stories, and so they bring down these stories from generation to generation, and they may not be true. Although they may think they're true, they may not be true. May we all be comforted and feel comfort today and in the days ahead. Questions for reflection. How do you find comfort? What do you do to feel comfort? How do you comfort others? Do you need to be comforted? Will you ask for that need to be met? If you are enjoying this podcast series and wish to have a transcript, please go to Amazon.com, type in the search bar, Naked and Real with the Rev, and all of my ebooks will pop up and you may purchase any or all of them.
Thank you for listening. Have a great day. God bless.